Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to Escaping Kasturbarus, the podcast where we rewatch, reminisce and review everything Doctor Who from 2005 to present. My name is Rich and I'm joined by the Jagrafess of my life, Oi, Amy. That's rude. <laughs> I'm t- I was trying to think of a different thing to introduce you with. So you went f- with Jagrafess. I went with Jagrafess, the giant. Thanks. I'm joined by the giant blob in my ceiling. You're such a bitch. <laughs> Amy, welcome <laughs> to series one, episode seven, the long game. Uh, what about it? <laughs> I'm playing a long game oh, right God's now sake. because I'm it's working so- out where no. to start. <laughs> so we finished off Dalek. Adam's on the TARDIS. We've already established that he's a prick and he's mm-hmm. a long for the ride the doctor rose and adam arrive on platform no satellite five there's so many goddamn space platform stations Platform one three nine platform no platform one in episode two satellite five floor one three nine yeah that's what i meant it's such a god it's so confusing <laughs> it's so confusing um and we take a look over the earth i, I love how the doctor like tells rose this is this is what's happening now yeah. go look cool go and show off to the biggest show off we've probably ever met <laughs> go and yeah. show off to him and he go passes and out look passes out looking over the earth and there's that fantastic line he's your boyfriend uh, like not I, anymore he isn't <laughs> i love that the doctor doesn't feel at all threatened by mm-hmm. adam in any sense because the the last last week the dalek says um, what use are emotions if you will not save the woman you love? So even the Dalek has like picked up on the idea that the Doctor is he's he's falling in love with her. Pretty well infatuated. Yeah, and he looks at Adam and he's like, "You haven't got a chance in hell, mate. Not a hope. No, no mm. way in hell are you going to get. Not a sniff. It. You're not going to hit that, mate. So <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna continue taking the piss out of you. Yeah. And to be honest, it's the right thing to do because. Adam is, like, the main focus of this episode. Uh, that mm. was broadcast, by the way, broadcast on the 7th of May, 2005. Happy oh. 10th birthday to us. Yeah. Um, so we were now 10. 
10. I saw somebody somebody in the comments actually, uh, I think it was of last week, was saying, these guys were like nine watching Dalek? Like, oh my <laughs> God. Like, how young are you? Um, I mean... We're 25, <laughs> so... Yes. Yeah, we, we were quite young when Doctor Who first aired, so it was safe to say that the series did scare us a bit because we were so young. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we were... We were 10 literally just turned 10 by the time yeah, for those aired. of you interested my birthday's the day before riches so yeah. that works out quite well <laughs> it's pretty good um so adam is the main focus of this and in fact adam was going to be the the working title adam was the working title for this oh, episode right. That's and cool. originally uh russell t davies wanted it to be sort of an episode focused around adam experiencing the adventure so mm. kind of like how rose episode one is focused on rose's perspective of all this stuff happening that was kind of the same thing for this and he was gonna portray the doctor and rose as like almost scary characters it was meant to show this more anxious side to to adam when he's well out of his depth even though he was working with alien tech with henry van staten he was going to be even further out of his depth and they said that some of that still carried over with just how overwhelmed adam gets based on the fact I mean, that he faints based on the fact that he's just saying oh my god a million times when he's yeah. offered a beef slush puppy <laughs> i mean um, alien tech is a little bit different to actually being on an alien spaceship yeah it's true but i mean i think it's more the in the future and, and just seeing the earth like th- there's a number of times that characters in doctor who see the earth from above yeah. like seeing um bernard cribbins see the earth in the end of time part oh two <laughs> breaks um, my heart yeah so seeing cute. seeing him see it all happen See all, see all of the see all of the earth. It's 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 quite an overwhelming thing, especially seeing it, you know, one hundred ninety eight thousand years in the future. Mm. You know, uh, what is it? Planet Earth, mega cities, five moons, population ninety six billion, something like that. I was literally like, there is no way the Earth could hold that many people. <laughs> I'm intrigued as to whether, in like, really, like a scientific theory that in one hundred ninety eight thousand years the Earth could gain four more moons. Uh, yeah, I was wondering that too. I'm not really sure that that would be a, a thing. <laughs> you never know. You never know. It I could. Mean, it could anything happen. Anything is possible. <laughs> um, and damn us with our single moon. <laughs> <laughs> We're so rubbish compared to Jupiter, man. Come on. So I think we we start this this week continuing our discussion about Adam because we we talked about him a lot last week. Because he's just a bit of an ass. He is. He's a dick. Um, and. <laughs> Last week, I, I asked whether, like, you'd think this was the guy who, when he was at school, would would hold himself leagues above everyone else because of his intellect. He would be oh, absolutely. that... He'd be that prefect who strutted about like he was the head teacher. Yeah. And this is that kind of realisation of that. And I've always... The, the motivations that Adam has in this episode, I've always found really interesting. Uh, mm. Apologies if you can uh, hear the wind outside. Yeah, it's um, very breezy. I might be able to cut it out in post uh, with some rather delicious noise reduction and stuff like that. But uh, if you do hear no gusts guarantees. of wind, it's uh, it's suddenly gotten really windy, That's very, uh, very which is windy. annoying. But um, the, the motivations of Adam I've always found interesting because obviously being a genius, being a big know-it-all, you know, he 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 loves the fact that he can turn and say, "Look, I'm a genius." Just look at his conversation oh, with yeah. Rose last week. Absolutely. When he's because in, in the course of this episode. Obviously, assuming you've all watched it, who's listening now, or you know it yeah, well enough. Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, he's going through this episode trying to get into the computer and work out 
and discover more about human history based on that point but what would be his future future hence why he's looking at the the history of the microprocessor from the 21st century to present day which is obviously two to thousand years mm-hmm. worth of history and uh, they say, he says the uh, the microprocessor went redundant in 2019 <laughs> definitely hasn't <laughs> Lot of, um, jokes. and he goes and gets himself chipped he gets his whole brain thing which is a whole weird sequence i get what's the word i'm looking for vastly not vastly horrendously uncomfortable when this woman is like oh adam oh chips oh i'm gonna be really overtly sexual even though i'm like twice your age she is a bit seductive isn't she Mm. she's very like oh it's very painless i promise company policy Uh (laughs) it seems to me that you have unlimited credit Ew. Ooh. Lean over you and talk around the side. I I think it's it's one of those things where I wonder if, like, she is in on it. Uh, Tamsin, Tamsin Grieg, Tamsin Greg, Grieg, I think, Mm. uh, pronunciation-wise, plays the nurse. Like, whether she's, like, behind it all, or she knows, like, the the whole process, whether she's part of the whole, if we chip you, we can read your mind, therefore we're we're gonna gonna sell it to you, like, big time. Mm. Whether she's part of the process or whether she's just she just gets she off on people opening their heads maybe maybe that Ooh, or she brain. just works there i mean oh she just loves her job strange aren't they maybe she just absolutely adores cutting people's heads open we can't we're no kink shaming here we're all good no it's another <laughs> and he holds a goal so <laughs> oh danny boy indeed um that's it the, the whole sequence of like seeing the brain I never mm. found that weird as a kid. The thing that I hated was when Adam goes to throw up and spits out. Yeah, uh, and you are you are bang on. It is a kiwi and orange ice cube. I thought it was. It out. looked. You could see the kiwi seeds, and yeah. I was like, "That looks strange." That they're the... just frozen bits of kiwi. <laughs> it's, it's the fact it's called the vomitomatic as well. <laughs> um, and I, I, I'm I, when I was younger. I'm not great with it now, but I, I hate. I hate being sick. I hate a lot of people seeing, do. hearing, or being sick. Mm. Um, so having that happen in Doctor Who was like, no, I know he's not actually sick, but just the idea of it happening, I'm like, no, 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 no. It's one of I'm the weirdest things now. actually. In you like, don't really t- see in a lot like, from it. No, in like TV now, I, it doesn't really bother me. Um, nah. In reality, it's, it, I'm still not keen. But nah. um, back then, I hated that bit. Literally, out out of the entire episode, that's the one bit I hated. Seeing that <laughs> like the charred body at the end. Like yeah, if on floor no, five hundred, no, don't care. No issue. A guy no spits out a green ice cube, and I'm there like, no, <laughs> ah, <laughs> get away from me. Oh god, yeah, you don't really get a lot of vomit in Doctor Who, do you? No, you don't. I think that, I, I'm trying to think if that's the only, the only time vomit we I see remember. we see vomiting. Not because we, we don't really have. I mean, you've got the sort of oh, I'm going to be sick, like, mm. um, but you don't actually see it happen again. This is like this was Russell like pushing the boundaries. Yeah. Uh, of those sorts of things um and so yeah we have the whole the weird sequence the weird like flirty sequence mama. with this nurse <laughs> you say mama. mama yeah i did <laughs> mama nurse Ooh. give put a hole in my head mama <laughs> okay we're gonna move on from this now <laughs> i forgot where i am um and adam obviously wants to t- translate this information and send it home because he rose gives him her phone that's been topped up a term i've not heard in a very long Yo, time jesus yeah credit I'm and all going that to, jazz going to a cash point putting 10 quid on my pay as you go phone put your phone number in the Christ. pin pad 
Jesus. I've never done that. Did you not do that? No, did you have I only a, did you have did a pay as you go phone? Yeah, I did, but I think mum just did it all over like the phone and stuff, like called the company and just topped it up by text or like topped it right. up that way. Because I used to go to um, cash points wow. and top up my phone like that. I think you can still do it, but you had to go because so you put your card and pin in and then you mm-hmm. chose how much it is and then you put your phone number in and then it will send you credit and you get a text That's saying, so weird. you put £10 on your phone. That's how I did it. I very rarely got my, oh, my, fam- my parents very rarely put credit on my phone. Wow. Um, but because it was and like right you're here's, a day younger than me <laughs> here's your phone uh you're paying for it and i was like cool i'm gonna go to asda mobile and pay like 4p a text because 10p a text on vodafone <laughs> screw that nah, um anyway segue back <laughs> um <laughs> um adam wants to send information home he gets himself chipped etc and then he's he calls his family he goes on the big spike he gets the blue rubbish in his forehead and he, he sends it back the dog goes mental at the phone i was i love the addition of the dog it makes it anything with like, the dog in it plus 10 I mean, points obviously but like 10, it 10 just kind of makes points. it more interesting and that seemed to have something like reacting to it at the other end because if it was just kind of the phone it's a little yeah. bit boring isn't it really but what my sort of initial question is which is a question for you amy and also a question oh, for okay. uh, the old social medias and or the comment section do you think that Adam was doing all of this stuff, A, to further himself so he can be a big know-it-all because mm-hmm. he can then strut about like he's so good, or is he pulling uh, a Back to the Future and or Back to the Future 2 and yeah. the taking almanac. information home, yeah, the sports almanac, taking information home with him so he can profit off it? Is he going to become I was thinking the next more Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, whatever? Because what you got to remember is he's just lost his job mm-hmm. at um, the Van never Staten has a name. Never has a name. We'll call it. Yeah. Um, so, I personally, that was what I felt he was doing was taking it back to profit off it. So, like the fact that he wanted to know about computers was probably so that he could invest in something before it happened. So, like yeah. you know, the micro transmitter goes out of date in 2019 or whatever, then he can sort of pre invest in whatever is coming up or be the one to create it since he's got yeah. like literally the whole of history at his fingertips he can create it early and change history i think um, that's probably the better option is actually but he just shares. didn't yeah he just didn't realize that he how much of an absolute moron he was being because if you do that then everything goes to crap yeah it's, it's just seeing his his face when rose gives him the, the phone and the tardis key Mm. And he says, I want to go sit on the deck because he knows there's a computer there. It's and just the, he, the look on his face, he's such a smirky little git. Oh, I know. And you look at him and you're just like, I know what you're doing. You're not fooling anyone because he's no. like, oh, I'm just, I might, I might just go and sit on the observation deck, you know, just to, just to chill, just to do. No, pretend just, I'm a resident of the year. You just want to run away and go and do your little info spikes <laughs> and whatever the bloody hell you want to do because you're an absolute knob and no one likes you. Yeah. <laughs> And obviously all of this backfires because the editor, played by Simon Pegg, who we will get to, uh, gets hold of all the information, gets hold of the TARDIS key. And that sequence at the end, I love the camera work right at the end of the episode Mm. after the editor and the geographers have been defeated and so on. And they've just got Eccleston walking like super close to the camera uh, and he's got a face like a slapped angry arse and he's like... Yeah. charging towards adam and adam's there going i didn't do anything wrong it's not my fault actually it's your fault because you're in charge and you left me or whatever 
and the doctor just literally waltzes him out the TARDIS back home and goes, right, piss off. Yeah, I literally, I love that bit because it's like he's trying to act like nothing, like he didn't do anything. He stood by the TARDIS going, I'm all better now. I just needed some time to chill <laughs> and think. And I'm going to act like I haven't just been the biggest arsehole on the planet. He's going to curl his pigtails and go, I've, I've been good, really. I promise it wasn't me. <laughs> Even though you have every shred of evidence it was. Mm-hmm. And then the doctor's just like, do you know what? Not having this, you can get in there and you can go home and you can absolutely get <laughs> yeah, I, I love the fact that we, we again, as I said, the doctor doesn't like Adam anyway. Um, and is like, I'm going to take the piss out of you like he does. He's your boyfriend, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. And then he starts clicking his fingers to open his head. And he just does it to piss him off. I love and it. I, and I love it. And then Rose joins in. I think that's best because he's like, she's like, all right, doctor, stop. And then she's just like, yeah. And it's just like, sorry, couldn't resist. Yeah, I had to do it. <laughs> it's interesting, though, because some of the uh, the reviewers back in the day, the critics back in the day, weren't sure about just dumping Adam back in the 21st century at home if he's got this, you know, year 200k tech in his head. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, the Doctor doesn't like him, but he's not going to go as far as to dump him. Like, as Adam says, I'm surprised he didn't chuck me out of an airlock. Like, the Doctor's not going to, like, no, like he's not kill gonna, like, the dude. Kill him. No, it's, not, it's not like the Doctor imprisoning the family in, in Series 3. Like, he's not... He's done wrong, but he's not... Imprisoning the family? You know, at, at the end of the Family of Blood and Human Nature, when he oh, that. Yeah, traps yeah. the girl in the mirror and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, he's not going to do that to Adam, because he knows what he's done. He fries her Ansophone and, and just leaves mm-hmm. him. And apparently Which some reviewers weren't, weren't sure about that. Yeah, and at I the end of the day, like that. I said... Because it's like, you've gotta, you know what? It's your own fault. Go and you've made your bed, lie in it. Yeah, like you, you've got this tech. You need to stay quiet because if you, if somebody sees it, they will dissect the hell out of you. So it's like you've screwed yourself. If he got the um, like obviously it was down to greed, and that's why it's interesting as to what he was going to do. Like obviously, when you in reference to Back to the Future Two, Marty very outright says to Doc in 2015, "Oh, what's wrong? We're making a few bucks on the side." Like he, he, mm-hmm. he is doing it for profit. Whereas with Adam, you just don't know. He could be doing but, it I mean, for the money, but there's a part of me that thinks he's doing it for the fact that he then knows about it and he can be the smartest guy in the world because I suppose, he can put but himself on that time, plinth. If you're the smartest guy in the world, but you've got nothing to prove by using it, then what would be like? No one would believe you're the smartest guy in the world. Like if you turn around and was like, "I know everything about history from now until the year two hundred thousand, everyone's gonna be like, "What? You're such? What are you chatting? You're crazy." <laughs> um, but the fact that he can then like make these historical historical sort of future advances pre- like preemptively then made would make him the smartest guy in the world so i suppose it's a bit of both because if you just turn around and you're like i know everything who's gonna know, like who's gonna care who's gonna know no one's gonna know except you and you might think you're yeah you might know that you're clever but it just makes you a smug git really doesn't it and everybody yeah. nobody likes a smug git interestingly <laughs> like they were gonna make him a genius but um in the original pitches for this uh, episode, originally Adam was going to suffer from a disease, mm. uh, un- undisclosed originally as to who, as to what it was, and originally he was going to take that chance to get information about the disease to help, um, e- like either treat it or even cure it. Like if it's wow. two hundred thousand years in the future, he can That's help cool. himself. That was originally like the pitch for what the, his motivation for doing all yeah. of this stuff in this episode. Apparently, it was going to be arthritis. Oh. 
Like he, he was gonna have like serious arthritis, and they were gonna cure him, or he was gonna manage to cure himself with the information I mean, he got from there. But that was dropped. Yeah, I can Maybe see because why. Because it, because it could be a bit tasteless, couldn't it? Yeah, I mean, I do, I do get it. Like it's a, it's a sort of well, like you said, it's a bit of a sort of difficult storyline to go down because how do you not offend a lot of people? Hmm. Um, but I think the story works so much better with him just being an arrogant sod because yeah. that's obviously, you know, like you wouldn't have that kind of... Because A, if he'd have, if it had been a genuine accident and he'd been trying to like help himself in that sort of way, I don't think that it would have warranted the Doctor being so angry. Um, and then potentially you wouldn't have got the separation from Adam and let the Doctor and Rose go off again by themselves. Um there would have obviously worked some way into it, but I think it just works better with him being so arrogant and thinking, yeah, I'm going to do all this because it's like, you're not going to stay in the year 200,000 forever, mate. Like, <laughs> you are going to have to go home. So what did you think was going to happen if you got all this surgery? Yeah. Um, and him sort of being arrogant and putting the Doctor and Rose in danger, I think just works out so much better for the progression of the story because it's it's kind of like oh great look who's dropped us in it like if it was just the two of us here we'd have just been no one and we'd have been able to slip out without sort of being detected but the fact that you're here and you've caused this issue for us means that we're probably going to die thank you (laughs) (laughs) but no the russell davis created adam to be this kind of character he was going to be a bit more inept i think the um the approach of him being an arrogant asshole is obviously Mm. after the character was fleshed out for Dalek and obviously was going to continue on. Like, he was deliberately only going to be two episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they deliberately went on that in that direction. But funnily enough, and I read about this uh, a while ago, and I didn't realise this before, after the long game, Adam's story isn't over. Uh, oh. for, the, for the 50th anniversary, um, there was a comic book line which featured Adam. Weird. But he was the bad guy. Oh, and he uh, manages to get his hands on a vortex manipulator somehow. Oh, of course. And goes and kidnaps a load of the Doctor's companions because his mother died, <laughs> and apparently, right. since the Doctor took away all the information that he'd sent home, apparently some of that information could have been helpful to save her, to save which her. is obviously like an echo of that whole arthritis plotline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he allies himself with the master what and he's he's with the 11th doctor because it's the 50th anniversary it was going to be mm-hmm. one of the doctors and it's the 11th doctor that's uh it's sort of amidst all of this yeah so adam does technically come back wow. uh, and i think I, I think he um he gives his life eventually i think he realizes like because he because he aligns with oh, the master no. and the master's probably not got any plans to keep him here. He obviously I switches sides. Not to be so much of an ass. <laughs> yeah, and I think the doc the doctors because uh, he he tries to screw with all of the doctors. Uh, mm-hmm. They all kind of or at least the ones the doctors that knew him the ninth, tenth, eleventh, and so on. Yeah, um, they actually sort of posthumously like validate him Do as something. not a complete dick bag. But that's it's weird like. I mentioned this in a video, the, the books and the comics and the Big Finish stuff, they they are canon. Are they? But Yeah, but they're just sort of never really mentioned, I think. Mm. Unlike things like, um, I guess, I say Star Wars, but obviously Disney just wiped out all the fir- the extended canon yeah. of Star Wars. Um, things like, the, the only real example I can think of is like Kingdom Hearts, 
you've got your three main games and then they've released a billion others for like the ds and they're really strangely titled but they all play into the same narrative and if you've not played everything then kingdom Kingdom hearts 3 will not make sense you can't play one two and three and make a cohesive story you need to have played just doesn't make sense anyway i mean it doesn't but you need to play everything and i think that's probably why the the books and the the comics and the big finishes doesn't always play into the tv Mm. series because not everyone will have seen it because the, but, the number of Big Finish stuff, like I follow Big Finish on Twitter. Oh, God, yeah. It's constant. It's amazing mm-hmm. how much they turn out. And I'm thinking, how, how do you turn this stuff out so quickly? I know. Like, I feel it's like incredible. Though, the difference with kind of like Kingdom Hearts and stuff is, though, is like, like you said, you wouldn't be able to play Kingdom Hearts 3 and understand the full story. Whereas with Doctor Who, you don't need all that extra stuff. Like, you can no. just follow the main TV series. Like, although the extra stuff, like the Big Finish stuff, is canon, it's canon for those who want more Who. It's not. It's like, not, it it's, it's it's not compulsory play into, canon. Yeah. Like, you can be invested in Doctor Who without big finish stuff and i ain't having none of that gatekeeping rubbish that's like oh if you how big of a fan are you if you've not listened and read everything meh, meh, meh. Yeah. No, shut up <laughs> name every big finish story but like no. i mean as we said last week it's not exactly impossible for big finish to contr- like to influence the series as as we said last week dalek was influenced by jubilee a 2003 mm. big finish story which i would quite li- like to listen to yeah. um, mainly because it did inspire one of my favorite who episodes of all time but um that's that's Adam. I think we should talk about. Um, yeah, we've spent twenty five minutes spent... talking about Adam. <laughs> but he's the thing is, as much as he's a dick, he's a really interesting character for only two episodes. Mm. And I'm sorry. his, I'm sorry. <laughs> he is like, he is like the main focus of this one because otherwise mm. you've then got the editor and the uh, the Jagrafess. Yeah, they're uh, kind the, of they're kind of background, aren't they? Mm, I mean, other than. Um whatever this woman's name was. I can't even remember her name. Suki? Or Kathika? No, the other one. Kathika. That's the one. Always sounds like Kathita, which is not what <laughs> Kafita, ideal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, no, not what I meant, but sure, we'll go with Kathitaire okay. instead. Uh, <laughs> um, Kathika is... I feel like she's actually more of a... It's weird because I feel like, like I said, Adam is kind of the prominent role in hmm. this episode. The Doctor and Rose are almost like more background characters in this than like Suki and Kafka. Yeah. Um, and obviously Adam, but I feel like the Doctor and Rose are in this episode as much as um, the Jagfess and the editor. Does the editor have a name or is he no, just the editor? No, he's just called the editor. So, okay. Uh, I'm going to call him Simon Pegg then for clarity. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like they're in the episode just as much as the Doctor and Rose are. And so it's kind of that. I think that's what makes this episode kind of a bit different is the fact that you've got a much more evenly weighted distribution of like viewpoints between the characters. But because there's only, there's only like, I'd say maybe four groups of characters. You've got Adam on his own, Suki and Kafka, the Doctor and Rose, and Simon Pegg and the Jagrafess. Um, yeah. So it's because it's not trying to, it's unlike Cough, Orphan 55 Cough, where they had about 80 million characters that they were trying to shove into an episode. This works because it's four different narratives, but they all relate to each other. So realistically, the only different narrative that you've got is Adam's, and even his comes back and links into the end. So like, despite the fact that he's just going off and being his little bellendy self all over the place... um, he still links back to it in the to- like the grand scheme of things because 
it's like you know in orphan 55 there was so much going on that you couldn't even work out what you were supposed to be feeling but at least with this one you know you were supposed to be angry at him confused by suki and kafka and then um like obviously on the doctor and rose's side and angry at simon Pegg and the geographers so yeah it's like because it all works cohesively it makes for a much better story and i quite liked having kafka as like the kind of the savior of the day like i didn't want i was kind of glad that the doctor didn't just kind of do the usual doctor thing of of like exposition oh my god danger exposition oh my god danger whoa save the day like it's just that sudden up sort of swing of like oh my god i suddenly thought of a thing like in this one the doctor rose actually get captured which i feel like is something that happens to eccleston's doctor a lot more than like Matt's, like Matt Smith's Doctor, for example, is very last five minutes of the episode saves the day. I mean, that's um, just sort of very Moffat, really. It's very Moffat. That's a very Moffat thing. Um, but, like, yeah, I quite enjoyed that she ended up being the one. Because, like, you know, they get in the lift and Equison's like, oh, well, that's her gone. And it's like, oh, or is it? And you I, think, of- I think he kind of knows that she's... It's like if she wasn't fascinated as to what was going on, she'd have she'd have gone a long yeah, time ago. Have she'd have wandered off and, and just ignored them. Yeah, she'd have just gone, nope, you're fiddling with stuff. I don't want to be involved. Goodbye. Yeah. But the fact that the doctor planted all this kind of stuff, ha, ironically planted this stuff in her head um, about like, oh, the pipes aren't working. Oh, this is this. Oh, look, I've broken into the system. And she was just kind of like, actually, you make a good point. <laughs> yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And as you said, you're a journalist. Like, you should be investigating these things. And I think that's the realization that she has. Hard to swallow Um, pills. Yeah, and obviously the editor being this middleman between the Jagrafest and the human race, he's installed 90 years ago, controlling, mm. the, controlling the fourth great and bountiful human empire. But the, the only thing about that sort of approach to the, the human empire, and it's something that's more, it, it's down to like narrative, like timing and fitting it into the episode, but also down to budget as well. The thing that I have a problem with with this episode, and it does play up to the end of the series when we're a hundred years later mm-hmm. um the the whole the, the scale of everything 
just doesn't seem there. It's so it's so small. The idea that like I mean I know that it would be hard to represent mm. planet Earth at this time with that kind of you know that I I feel like when this says mega cities I'm thinking like you know layers like floors to cities yeah, almost yeah. like um the beast below in in series five where you've yeah. got like England all built, ripped up and built on top of mm-hmm. each other like that's how I picture that Earth. But I mean, you can sort of see it. They do try and put it in when they're they looking sh- over the earth. They have like that kind of CGI. It's like, a very like metal looking yeah, earth. Yeah. yeah, it's more the idea that like this is this is a huge like un like a very uh, an almost naively oppressed society, mm-hmm. and yet it doesn't feel like it because you're only seeing the top of the food chain. Yeah, I mean, it's if even, they'd have gone I know, to it, I know it's something that we'll talk about when we get to the end of the series. But when you see like oh the 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 antagonists of the last episode they're going down to earth and they're messing mm-hmm. things up but you see none of it mm-hmm. like you only see representations of it on a display and it's like that takes that sort of threat and minimizes it Narrows because it. like you said the jagrafess and the editor they're part of the story but they're not they almost don't feel like the main antagonists it feels no, like I... adam is the main antagonist in this episode they are just there they're there to be the big threat but the scale of the threat the sheer scale of it that is confined to in reality two floors of a massive space station mm-hmm. that's what i was and gonna say it. like if they'd have gone to any other floors because the doctor says like um oh have you never been to any other floor and she goes no i went down to floor 16 when i got my chip inserted and then mm-hmm. i've literally only ever been here it's like but so what the hell does the rest of the s- satellite do? I mean, obviously, well, I think, I think every floor out, is like, just the same, like the same yeah. layout. The, the beauty of that is they can just reuse the same set. Mm-hmm. They just color it differently. You, yeah. They paint it but white like, for floor 16 and ice it up for floor 500. Obviously. But I mean, yeah. like in terms of like sort of canonically, um, yeah. like what what is the rest of Satellite 5? Is it all like on every floor? Is it journalists living, working, sleeping? Or is yeah, it so. what we discover Satellite 5 to be later on? Like, or is it just a satellite of nothing? I think it is just this. <laughs> I think it is just the. Uh, it's the got same to be just floor. a repetitive over We've and got over floor again. Floor 16, maybe the stuff below could be, I don't know, arrivals. And then every, yeah. and then every other floor, bar 500, is the same journalistic crap. Yeah, like, But it's the scale, like I said, it's, it's the idea that this, this the human race across a million planets is being oppressed and shaped. Mm-hmm. by this gigantic blob in the ceiling but you don't you don't <laughs> oh, see that ironic sorry <laughs> you don't you, you you don't see that like mm. it feels so narrow you can just say you could you could sit in uh a room in a tv show and say out there the world is on fire and people are dying there's big just quite just channeling war of the worlds you've got tripods milling about blowing yeah. stuff up but we're staying in here you can't see it you just need to believe it's out there mm-hmm. it kind of takes away that feeling that this is really the feeling happening. of grandeur taking something like like when i say like looking down at the earth looking at this oppressed society kind of like how it's mentioned by linda at the end of the series where it's like people just stay and yeah. watch tv all day that's all we do mm-hmm. um like showing shots of that happening would maybe reinforce that idea that takes take something we know to be fact take if they did like a cutaway on that episode like they show when when um Catholic is showing all the channels there's the mm-hmm. bad wolf quote uh, bad wolf oh, reference yeah. i should say the, the, the showing face the channels of Bo, the face of Bo is pregnant, pregnant. um <laughs> if they showed like something they showed like a fact of science even 200,000 years in the future there's a scientific fact that this is 
this water freezes at zero degrees celsius and yet you cut down to earth and there's people sat in front of the tv and they're convinced that's not true because they've tweaked it a little bit as the as the editor says you change one word in one sentence and you can st- you can destabilize an economy you can start mm-hmm. a war and make an enemy out of nothing if they showed that kind of thing being done that would have maybe made that threat seem a bit more tangible from the Jagrafest. Yeah. it sounds so apt to say tweaking wording and things in That's the news what I meant by to, ironic. It's, an in, it's an interesting um like a parallel it's an interesting to episode. now this is what i was going to say because you look at it and you sort of think oh the 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 sort of mighty beings in the sky as it were uh are controlling what we see on the tv when it's political and it's the media and i was just like <laughs> what does that yeah tell you it's very today? apt we've got a big but, um, blob at the top of society no, i was gonna <laughs> i was just about to say something and now i can't remember what it was um <laughs> never mind carry on <laughs> um but yeah like cutting down to seeing that kind of thing happening like i said it would have been it would have been so apt oh, now i've remembered what i was gonna say okay go first of all i suppose obviously it's budgetary yeah. um but second of all i suppose it, on the counter side to that is potentially the reason why they didn't do those like cutaways to the earth and show people like realizing like not realizing all this stuff is going on and just kind of being going influenced with it, by it is because it shows you it's it sort of gets you to understand how subliminal it can be because like showing it off on earth would have made no kind of real impact because you would have just seen people sitting in front of the tv like whereas it, it kind of like you said it brings up that kind of political um point in, in a much better way than the most recent series brought up political points yeah. of um like this is actually sometimes what happens like you know how for a sort of prime example of recent events um how and i hate him so we're not going to mention his name but how the big orange what's it that controls america um when he talked about white people protesting the lockdown it was these are misunderstood people they just want haircuts and blah 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 whereas when it was black people protesting for their lives he was their thugs they're this they're that mm-hmm. and it's that kind of it's like the, it's the right it, word in the wrong place or the yeah, wrong word it, in the right place exactly it's like, people i think yeah, that's what i mean it's, what i think it's saying. i know that obviously that as a hypothetical as a hypothetical you know in in mm. today's day and age is a reality but like looking at it in this in the the place of the long game yeah like, i suppose that seeing that down seeing that happening downstairs on earth or on these colonies would have maybe made that threat feel bigger it's because it's so confined to, to floor 500 quite almost yeah. quite literally I that suppose it seems the only... it doesn't seem so real like i said you could shut somebody in a room and say all oh, that's going on outside but if we can't see it yeah, we don't. Su- we don't feel the shockwaves back of it. Actually, of this society being tweaked and changed, they do it in such a way that they show something that, again, like we know is fact. End of story. Something scientifically true mm. that they're now questioning because the media have said so. Again, it sounds so apt for right yeah. now in current society, but that's but not I important. But like because- seeing that happen, show sh- like literally showing the power rather than just being an, mm-hmm. an expositional thing of the editor saying we have control over people because they're thick and they'll do as we say. Yeah, seeing that in in seeing that happening maybe gives you more. Um, want for the doctor and rose to succeed not that you don't anyway no. because it's, it's doctor who it's but doctor who but i see I it makes it wonder. makes the threat feel thin but that might I, just be me yeah but like, i mean when i say cutting away i mean think of the end of series two when you've got um the threats at the end of series two flying through london and shooting mm. down to people below and you just see people below being shot just cutaways like that just things like yeah. that to show that that's actually happening to normal people that makes that threat feel tangible mm. i mean that's i suppose it's kind of like 
And again, the, it could be budgetary, as you said. Yeah. Uh, in this episode, it's. I feel like you've got the main um, sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Threat. Let, let's just call it a threat of the Jagrafess itself. Obviously, they made this kind of scary looking blob with teeth. Um, yeah. And like he, he himself or it itself, I can't really call it a he. Um, the I mean, blob, the, editor, the editor calls it a he. The blob itself will go with. <laughs> um, <laughs> the blob itself uh, is kind of like a threat. But other than to like, I sp- like obviously their, their goal, I suppose, their goal is to... It, I mean, this is why it's called The Long Game, isn't it? This is why the episode's called The Long Game, because what is their goal their goal is to enslave the human race without the human race realizing but why like what is is it just so that they can be like we own the human race like what benefit does that have like you know Mm. what like uh, pushing your viewpoint onto people what benefit does that have if you're not aiming for like a better i mean obviously they are deluded and think that their way of living is a better way of living but like what i just don't and I suppose that's kind of why it fights itself this episode a little bit, because the reason they don't cut away to anything going on on Earth is because it's not really a threat from the point of view that we would expect a threat in Doctor Who to present itself. Like, that's why they have the scary Jagrafest monster, because that is the threat that kills people when they get promoted to floor 500. Mm. And that is what we need to be more focused on in this episode because it is the tangible thing that puts the doctor and rose in danger like a threat of just enslaving the human race without them like you know like simon Pegg says it's a very philosophical question or he was hoping to have it a very philosophical question um is a slave a slave if they don't know they're a slave (laughs) yes i mean obviously yes but like it is that kind of question of like if the human race weren't aware they were enslaved they're all just kind of living day to day and sort of getting on with things and whatnot um like the episode fights itself on that front because you need that tangible threat for the episode to seem scary like you said it does bring it down to a kind of smaller thing but then in that instance cutaways to the earth wouldn't have really mattered because it would have just been people living day to day and it wouldn't have really seen like it wouldn't have mattered Um, no you made a really good point so yeah so i suppose that is kind of you've almost got three two enemies and a third underlying mm. plot device really as opposed to a threat but you're right like what what is the jagrafess's final mission Goal. what does I he want to do just, i don't know is maybe it, they're it, setting them up to sell them or... maybe, maybe maybe he's a mirror to adam he just wants to be powerful he yeah. just wants to have that big he wants the the i have a gigantic dick syndrome of just yeah, look probably. at how good i am at these things there is no there's nothing that says we're gonna take the human race and we're gonna yeah as you say we're gonna we're gonna blow the earth but we're gonna sell it we're gonna mm. we're gonna make them mine a big uh, they're, they're gonna mine to the core of the earth so we can turn the planet into a spaceship like the daleks wanted to do in the 60s mm-hmm. like unlike the uh Slitheen who were very clear about their intentions. They knew exactly what they wanted to do. The Jagrafess um, just kind of feels... I think the way that they, as you say, they, they put a physical monster there because it needs a monster because it's mm-hmm. Doctor Who. But the, the reason why we believe we should have a problem with it uh, is because it's it's different from the norm that we know now. Yeah. So that, is... does, that does technically make it a, a tangible threat from the viewer's perspective. Mm-hmm. But within the canon of the universe, within the, the world of year 200,000, mm. then... 
you know, that's, that's their way of life. You're right. They, they don't realize they're being manipulated, manipulated this way. We don't know whether we've been manipulated that way. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. no. Boo. Mind blown. But, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting as to what the Jagrafess's final goal really was. Mm. It is it is fascinating. I think that's probably why the episode is sort of, like, not massively liked look not so much look back on fondly but it's not an episode that you go back to and think ah this is really good when you think about it not really a lot happens no like really not a lot like you said the main sort of crux of this episode is adam and his stupidity because if you take adam out of the episode what actually happens is they realize it's a bit hot (laughs) uh suki gets promoted and don't come back and then they fiddle around with the pipes. They go upstairs. Kafka realizes what's going on and like saves the day. That's it, isn't yeah. it? Without Adam's stupidity. And so I can see why they brought him along for the ride in this episode because they needed something to fill in the time with, um, which is a sad way to look at it, really. Because I think the episode as a whole does work really well. Like it is. It's not at all a bad cool. episode. Oh no, as not, you say, not it's, by just, any it's just a bit. It's just a bit thin. It, yeah, and but I mean, I really enjoyed the fact that Simon Pegg was in this episode. Oh, like yeah. he plays the editor, so I mean, he's obviously a fantastic actor. Like you know, yeah. um, but he does play his role very sort of well. Very like you know. Um, the thing I'm fascinated about with Simon Pegg in this episode is he wearing contacts to make his yes, eyes bluer? Yes, I think he is because I did think that as well. I looked at it and I was like, his eyes are not that pale. His, surely. They are so bright. Mm, but it's because he's got the white hair because he's obviously yeah. like I don't he's, know. Is he human? He's human. He, yeah. He said like, he, he represents Banks. I bet he's again. It, it kind of comes across as like another sort of Adam esque character of the mm. you know. Um, Kent Brockman seeing the ants in the spaceship when Homer goes to space and yeah. he's the first person to say if you want a, a news anchor that can help get people in line for you I'm I'm your man Simon Pegg's character the editor whatever his real name is is probably the same thing Jagrafest rocks up and he's like if you spare my life I'll be your pet bitch. <laughs> yeah I'll be your bitch basically he's, it's like um, when, in Gravity Falls when Bill Cipher rocks up and um, mm-hmm. Mr. Northwest who's just a very wealthy but ultimately a massive pussy of a man yeah just says I- I'll-, I'll help I- if you want someone to represent you on the human side then I'm here it's like yeah. Dr. Breen in Half-Life 2 being so many, the administrator so many to the Combine yeah it's it, there's so many he is that kind of character yeah so yeah he's human um, but then also doesn't that sort of add into when he <clears throat> excuse me when he says about um, oh like I represent the banks and they're investment like the Jagrafest and all that jazz is maybe is that their game is basically just money because obviously I mean, everyone's game I mean, is money duh, obviously <laughs> like um but you know we were saying about like we didn't understand what their goal was but i suppose their goal is just to be rich cause... i guess it's like a case of if we don't like take this offer almost from this big blob that's mm-hmm. probably gonna i don't know how on earth it might Kill have got into that position yeah like we can we can screw over the 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 plebs mm-hmm. and we can live like kings we're still within word. in a in a in an oppressed society but at least we'll have the nice houses yeah. and we'll be the ones with the money provided that we just keep funding this approach to society because they said satellite 5 started broadcasting 90 91 90 years, years ago, ago yeah uh, and that's when the Jagrafest must have been installed. So it's like this was. I've always was a... quite liked that scene where the Doctor goes, "Humanity's off by about ninety years. When did it start?" Procaster, she goes, 91 years ago." Yeah. Like that was her realization point of like, 
oh something something is happening um again there's a lot there's a lot more behind the the sort of motivations of where this really began there's still a lot of empty things as we said like the idea that this is happening to us living in current society or Mm -hmm. 21st century society know that this is not how things should be as much as there are people out there who already think this is happening um as i said it could be we just don't know Mm. sadly we're never going to i hope they don't hear this and come oh, and find us. Please because don't kill us. Because, because we've worked it out. We've <laughs> oh solved God. the mystery. We're in a simulation. Life we're now going to be. We're now going to be invited to the Illuminati because we worked out the puzzle. <laughs> That's boy. how that works. Nah, I'm um, I just ate my baked cakes. Thanks. That sounds cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, Simon Pegg's character is interesting, and I, I like. He seems like such a uh, a strong character. Is so sort of. He believes in what he's doing. Yeah, it's. it's he doesn't that's... feel so much like he's in a almost, as he puts it, like a slave position in himself. Nah. Like he seems to be pretty game for it. Yeah, and this is the and thing yet... with a lot of people that are in this position. They, this is what I said. They truly believe that what they're doing is for like the greater good, shall we say? To quote like Crimes of Grindelwald and whatever you want to say. Yeah. Um, it's like you know, the greater good is one of those things that a lot of people who it, it ignorance is bliss and it? it's like you genuinely think that what you're doing is is because that's the right thing or whatever that's going to cause a hell of a lot of issues and he genuinely believes that what they're doing is the right thing um yeah. and therefore he doesn't really care what it takes to get him there like but then on the flip side of that if he believed so much in what he was doing and he would see it through to the bitter end or larger end to quote Simon Pegg in another wow. film. Um, <laughs> sorry, I had to. Um, why would he just run off at the end? I know because... that he wants to preserve his... And obviously, I know he doesn't want to die. I get yeah. that. But I'm kind of like, that says to me that he wasn't all in it. See, I think... No, personally, I think he was in it for the money and in it mm. for the power and in it for the things of, like, I am in control of the... You know, and obviously, you know, because you see him, his character, sort of flip back and forth between I'm in charge controlling these like dead humans and the control panel and then all of a sudden the Jaguar Fest will say something and he'll be like yes sorry of course I meant that and it's kind of like he wants to be in control but he can't because the Jaguar Fest is just about like in control over him yeah. um, and it does make me wonder whether the Jaguar Fest was slightly in control of him as well without him realising so really what he's like he's like I'm not a slave but actually you are and it's all irony um, but yeah. It's like he probably wanted to escape right at the end so that he could preserve what they'd built on this thing. Because, I mean, there's no reason why this now couldn't work without... It, could it work without the Jagrafess? That's what I'm wondering. Like, Because the Jagrafess is kind of like this all... Is he like this all-seeing thing? Or well, does he just... The, put, the like, editor says when he, when he introduces the Jagrafess, the Doctor says like his wisdom and stuff is, is shaping and directing the human race. So it's obviously like this thing is... This thing is mm. clever. But like, like he can be he can be a big blobby idiot but yeah. there are moments when he knows what he's doing mm. so but so could this work without him because he's not essential to the creation mm. of this could it work thing could it work so maybe he's thinking if i can get out of here with my life intact i could carry this on after the doctor do leaves again. Yeah. and thinking he's not he's one and therefore i can still have all the investments and i can keep it all for myself and therefore i would be fully in charge of everything going on so that's probably more the reason why he tries to escape at the end perhaps yeah obviously you don't want to die as well but like true yeah 
but like yeah could, could we get rid of the guy at the top and this could keep mm. going like i know what we're doing like we, we this is a this is a something that, that just works you don't like you almost you upstairs you don't need to keep chiming in we're good here yeah like just just let us do it Basically. we know what we're doing but again we, we again that's not something we really know exactly how much that like is conveyed mm. like as much as as far as we're aware the jack professor is, contr- is in control of the the dead people working the desk including suki yeah uh because hence why she grabs him as he tries to leave because i'm assuming that's the jagrafess controlling her because as the doctor mm-hmm. says suki's dead there's she's not left it's just the chip um so that's why she grabs him which i but think like, is kind of appropriate given that it's like she was the last one to die it's like oh it's exactly, suki's yeah. revenge in the end after all a, like is that the jagrafess working through them or does he just have the control to say yeah you just do as the editor tells you like the, the mm-hmm. subconscious almost sticks there because obviously the jag- obviously the editor's talking to those people saying double check triple check yeah how many times does he say check during that it's, it's oh a lot. my god i love um, that bit just as a side point i love that bit when he goes along what is there like five people and he goes check double check triple check quadruple check and then he gets to the last person he just does a hand he just like, like, handshake like, ah. i haven't got anything and you could tell you, you could tell he was having fun it must have been really hard for those actors to stay deadpan mm-hmm. when you got Simon, Simon Pegg, Pegg, who's a fantastic, like a, a fantastic actor, kind of really funny guy, mm-hmm. like doing this. And you could, and obviously Simon Pegg being a massive, like he's a huge Doctor Who fan and a big sci-fi nerd. Hence yeah. why you know space existed and he got to be in Star Wars and all mm-hmm. sorts. Like he was, he was really excited to do that, to play that role. So that, yeah, it must have been interesting on set. But there's <laughs> there's so much to pick away, pick apart from the long game. It's not, it's not so. It's a bit like, weird because not much happens, but actually a lot is said. In like a lot a is said, of... a world is established, but obviously this is something we'll get to later the series, but this episode actually sets up mm-hmm. the end of the series. The finale, yeah. The world the Doctor has created. It's, it's, it's almost like a realisation that as much as the events of this episode bar the Jagrafest being blown to smithereens, mm. most of this isn't really that necessary, but that no. particular point right at the end, that's what changes where things go yeah and obviously we're not gonna gonna reveal what happens again if you're if you are new to this series you're new to doctor who then we're not gonna spoil things for you that's why that's why whenever whenever i've jumped ahead to things i've been vague as to what's happening Mm -hmm. just to sort of get amy to understand and also anyone who's listening who knows doctor who will understand Understand, what we're referencing in the future but um that is the long game which you know, we're we're like almost bang on halfway through the series now. Thirteen episodes in the yeah, series. Yeah, because I turned to you this morning, didn't I, and said, "When is Father's Day?" Which is actually the next episode. Yes. Um, which I had to phrase in a different way because I thought if I'd have said, "When is Father's Day?" You'd have gone it was like, last, it was last weekend. Week. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, but yeah, so I was like, "When is the episode Father's Day?" And you said, "Oh, it's next." And I was like, "Oh, how many episodes have we got to go?" And you listed them off, and I was like, "Have we really got that many left?" Yeah. A series one. It's because, as you said, we're so used to to modern, like modern, modern Doctor Who series mm-hmm. twelve and 13, sorry, series eleven and twelve being 10, 10 50 minute episodes rather than. Oh, admittedly, it was thirteen episodes, and then it, I think it was dropped to twelve for Moffat. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. And then down to ten for Chris Chibnall. Um, so yeah, we're still we're, we're we're just over halfway through the series now, uh, and Damn. I said we'll do, we'll do a series slash Doctor rundown Run at the down, end. Yeah. So basically, there'll be fourteen episodes of this podcast in series one. Um, but next week, yeah, is it's uh, it's Father's Day, which is 
one of those episodes which is more interesting for modern who because it focuses so much more on family which as mm-hmm. we said before when we talked about um aliens of london we don't see that so much in doctor who but this is the the first episode i say the first it's not really the first but it's one of the episodes that is so much heavily it's it, the 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 exploration of family is a lot yeah. heavier but also but again, i'm not going to get too overboard no, talking about that because we'll save I, that for um, next week also it is it's going to be the kind of first introduction to the doctor's mantra which is some points in time are fixed and some points in time are flexible and we get to see like the um sort of uh what's the word i'm looking for like the kind of standard trope of time travel in father's day of paradox yeah paradox so like if you go back and change something how does it change the future like that episode of the simpsons we were watching literally like two days ago where homer has the time the traveling toaster. Horror. yeah um and it's like he kills a mosquito and then all of a sudden everything's changed um yeah. so we get that's to is the supreme leader of the world again it's like you know the 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 doctor setting exploring people. fixed points in time yeah well i was gonna say giving the audience the ability to understand why he's so serious about fixed points in time in the future but yeah. anyway yeah that's all the discussion for next well, week yeah. I don't we'll talk about that we'll talk ourselves. about that next week but um <laughs> until then thank you all very much for listening uh I and an hour already <laughs> watching on the uh, it's just shy of an hour yeah uh Everyone who's been listening and or watching on the uh, YouTube version, if you have any questions for next week, please let us know in oh, the yeah, comments section. Oh, yeah, I was going to go through and have a look and YouTube. see if there was any questions for. Uh, or you can tweet us at WhoCulture using the uh, using the hashtag Escaping Custerberus, and you can find me on Twitter at PickupChangeToe, and you can find Amy at Ames underscore Elizabeth. But until then, get ready for Father's Day. We're a bit late. Like we yeah. were, we were quite close. If we were, if we'd started this um, series like two weeks before we did, we'd have, we'd have watched, hit, Father's, we'd have watched Day Father's, Father's Day on Father's Day, which, which would have been, been very cool. apt. But not. I mean, I, never mind. We started yeah. this podcast finally because we got the Who Culture Channel on the way. But until then, have a fantastic week. Take care. Hope yes. you're all doing well. Enjoy. Thank you all again for listening. It's hugely, hugely appreciated. But until then, we will see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 